Hello, everybody, and welcome to Outcomes of Sun Radio podcast with my brilliant co-host, Melissa Yamagoat. Yamagoat. She's the greatest of all time. With Melissa Yamaguchi and myself, Mariel Hemingway. Wow, that was, you know, sometimes it's a challenge. (laughs) You can get words out of your mouth. Oh, my gosh, very excited about this show today. But before that, I want to talk. I want to talk about what we were talking about earlier. Something yeah, to do listen, with smoking, it, something to do with mental health. Wow. Well, it's kind it's of a massive. chicken or the egg thing. It's a little chicken or the egg thing. So bear with me if I may read to you a little bit. Yep. Smoking linked to a higher risk of hospitalization due to mental mental illness. Smoking, stopping smoking may help to decrease severe mental illness what about that link right smoking is common in many societies but growing evidence continues to demonstrate the potential dangers we already know that so what they're finding out there's a connection between smoking and severe mental illness researchers have discovered that there are polygenic risk scores for traits including ever smoking smoking duration and neuroticism, a tendency towards negative emotional states. What they found is that the risk for hospitalization for mental illness is highest for current smokers and lowest for people who never smoked. There's some shutoff of oxygen to the brain for the centers of the brain that need to be able to cope, to have to have to keep positive thoughts. When the brain, when it's being starved, if you will, of the possibility yeah, yeah. to to foster positivity, it, it's there. There's a, a blockage there, right? I mean, it makes it makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, of course. So it does I, make sense. It's wow. so overwhelming. Genetic know, my life- sisters, my sisters are smokers, or the one that's still alive. I, I, I don't know. I'm I'm not sure she's allowed to smoke, but she's still smoke, and she's smoked for years. Really, it was such a big and. Yeah. And my parents were smokers and they suffered from depression. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that that was the direct result. I mean, they, they also drank, but, but it's very interesting. I mean, when, yes. you, when you think about it, it makes so much sense. You're depriving the brain of what it needs, which is oxygen. Yeah. And you don't allow that when that shuts down, it's pretty amazing. Although nicotine does seem to have an effect on mental health but that's different. That's different than smoke. Smoke can actually cause, that's what, and I think they still don't know the dangers of this vaping. No, 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 you're right. right? I was going to say that's part, that's part of the study. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, That scares the living bejesus out of me. It does me too, because the inhalations are so deep. Genetic liability for smoking intensity. kids are doing it. Oh gosh, I know. Gen- they're, well, they're catering to the kids. Genetic mm-hmm. liability for smoking intensity has a crossover effect on hospitalization for major depression, bipolar disorder, and schizophrenia. Smoking behaviors have the same magnitude of effect on mental health hos- hospitalization as genetic liability. So if a person is genetically predisposed to smoking heavily, the same genetic factor also increases their chance of being hospitalized due to that. I, wow. I mean- I just, smokers typically believe that smoking reduces stress and anxiety. You know, like I'm so nervous I need to have a cigarette, right? However, there's clear evidence that this in part at least is due to the relief of withdrawal after a period of not smoking, even as little as a few hours. 
and this has contributed to the belief that smoking may help ameliorate symptoms of anxiety and depression, which is promoted as that narrative has kind of been promoted by the tobacco industry. But th this whole thing of, oh, I need, I, I'm so stressed, I need a cigarette, or I'm so, I'm having, I'm so anxious, I need to vape, and therefore they're like tapping into it. What the study is proving, and the study was taken throughout the UK and the Scandinavian countries, what they're proving is that this lack of oxygen, this deep inhalation and preventing the lungs from getting the oxygen to transport the blood healthily back up to the brain to keep the machine rolling in movement, which is what we're talking about today, this whole body has got to well, stay in movement. Yeah, and, and you've also disabled the biggest detox organ in the body, which everybody thinks is your skin, it's actually your lungs. Biggest detox organ of the body is your lungs. So that's huge. When you d eliminate that ability to get rid of toxins, it's really dangerous. I mean, it's yeah, why we live in this world, you know, like why I'm up here in Idaho breathing this air that is like, it's like insane. It's so clean and clear and yeah. everything else. And then when you go to the city and then there's all of a sudden you're like, you can you know, for me, I, I go back and for a week I can smell things that I couldn't smell before, but that's not like the smell of flowers. Right, <laughs> you know I mean? right. But all of that has an impact on our ability to, you know, what we're breathing. It, it, it makes you really aware that what's going on on the planet as far as, you know, spraying glyphosate on our on our fruits and vegetables and that's in our atmosphere. It doesn't just settle and go, you right. know, the wind blows and it blows into your backyard and you pick it up, you know, and your children are picking it up and they're playing in the grass. Yep. There's so much of this that makes so much sense. Well, there's enough. You know, I mean, I know this doesn't have to do with smoking, but but it it, it is. Well, so to your point, though, there's enough environmental toxins. And so my heart goes out to yeah. people who do smoke and can't quit. And some people yeah. really enjoy the whole art of, you know, pulling it out and like they're yeah. in some caggy yeah. movie. So I get there's a there's a ritual that people have around it. There's morning coffee. Yeah. There's and I I know people who have been stricken with cancer and have still will not give up their cigarettes because they're like, you don't understand, Melissa. It's the ritual. And I think, yeah. wow. I mean, can't you get that pack of chalks? candy cigarettes that we used to have in the 70s as kids that was red tip and i remember it was given to me okay there's two things that i got for halloween some parent gave it away in my neighborhood one was a chalk pack of fake cigarettes they were chalky like a candy yeah and yeah yeah i remember that and it was red tipped on the end so yeah. you chew them and i'd you know sit around with those and the other one had actual paper but inside was pink gum and I would work I those things that. and I would, my dad had given me a calculator and a an old typewriter of his and I would play, you know, office and I yeah, would sit around. No, my mom came by my room one day and I had the cigarette dangling from my lip and I was tick, tick, ticking away <laughs> like I was some Hollywood reporter. I don't know, like just tapping away. And my mom said, what's hanging from your mouth? And I said, I'm a professional. And I put it back in my mouth and I don't know wh where <laughs> I was going. She yanked that thing in my mouth so fast. I think I still have like lip burn on my mouth from it. She <laughs> yanked that thing out so fast. Yeah. I mean, that, so they used to give those to us as kids to chew around for fun. That's hilarious. My mother, my father had a heart attack when in the seventies, he had a heart attack. And he, so he was in the hospital for a month and then he came home and he, you know, like a, no smoke, you know, he had to quit smoking and all that stuff. My mother said, oh yes, I quit smoking. 
my mother would come out of the the laundry room had a little bathroom like a little half bath right and just yeah. a toilet she would come out of there and bill was oh god <laughs> out of the bathroom and we'd go mom and she'd go what <laughs> and you didn't say anything you didn't see anything anyway <laughs> those are our smoking those are our smoking stories please stop uh, if you can get help get help man yeah and the whole vaping thing really scares me because of uh, because of kids doing it and they don't really know yeah. how to, they don't know how to heal people that come in with major lung heart problems from it that just uh, breaks my heart yeah truly and then it's promoted as kind of like a, oh it's great it's an alternative to smoking yeah. and i remember when it was coming out and some people are like yeah but it's you know mine's just whatever peaches me or yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and you're like yeah but there's still smoke coming out and it's going into your lungs sorry I yeah but still not good yeah not still good. not you good. can always see him in the front of you in the car yeah you're it's like is a, has the light turned red that guy can't see it because his whole car is in, like some kind of a acme studio thing with the road runner inside there and it's like oh my god well yeah. i i've made movies in the past but bob fossey yeah he directed a movie i did called star 80 and he loved he loved those kind of mysterious looking scenes with smoke so there'd be and that was not the nobody cared about your health back then they just pumped this horrible smoke you'd feel so sick oh, at God. the end of a day and then those were back in the days when it took like three years to make a film so you'd be on the set like, <laughs> smoke for months and months anyway on that note <laughs> on that note we have an extraordinary guest coming up Gisela Rocha and she is an amazing dancer healer teacher extraordinary woman and uh i think you're all really going to enjoy this interview because she's an, a wonderful person and you know so just stay where you are and and listen up listen up because it's so good as a mental health advocate and author i love books books have the capacity to inspire educate transform and ultimately help readers all over the world so if you want to publish your book or if you need help writing your story, I highly recommend Mindstir Media, rated the number one best book publisher around the country. Mindstir Media can help you no matter where you are in the book writing or publishing process. Go to mindstermedia.com to learn more and schedule a consultation. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Outcomes the Sun podcast. You are listening to Melissa Yamaguchi and Mariel Hemingway, and we have an amazing guest. Oh, my gosh. We're so honored to have her. Her name is Gisela Ro Rocha. I think I got that right. And she has been a choreographer and a director presenting in America and Europe and Asia and Brazil, and she has a deep interest in helping people uh, to get find their their current vocation to to dr drive into you know into their passion and she is a body mind mentor a therapist an energy healer and a group facilitator and she inspires individuals and groups uh with personal physical movement method that she came up with so it helps them to come into their own i i probably really made a mess of that Gisela, but really what 
it sounds like to me, and this is a podcast about mental health, which basically means everything. I always, I, I'm always telling Melissa that it's like how you move your body, what you eat, what you do, what you think, how you feel. So explain to us, explain to us what your method kind of does. Like, you know, without me trying to extrapolate from your amazing bio, <laughs> what you actually do coming out, coming from you, it will help people to understand the importance of that physical, you know, expression and how that helps you find your passion and your balance. So but explain to us what you, what you do in your work. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to be here. And let's start with embodiment. If you understand embodiment means I become, yes. okay. If in the dance world, you rehearse when you get ready and you are on stage and you prepare, let's say you are in a role of power. In life is the same, is the same. So embodiment is I become how practicing, I become how changing my habits, how changing my thoughts, how integrate actually become one. I am, I heal myself from deep trauma, from yes. a dysfunctional family. I danced the first part of my life as a professional dancer. I was very successful. I see myself, the, the newspapers, and inside I was not integrated. Inside I was like, that is not real. I don't deserve, I have no words. I cannot be in the front page of the most important newspaper. And I tried, I tried, I, I asked for help so much, but it's says that when you are ready, the, the master come, right? So yep. it seems my way was kind of a, the way to create a method. So the universe gave me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> and so this fragmentation, the saying something, feeling something else and acting the opposite, I couldn't do that anymore. And I need to integrate. So I have a long way of research, spiritual. I went to masters, I went to shamans. I went to dance therapy after, when I finished choreography, because my first part of my life was on stage, right? It was glamour, was the biggest stage in the world. And then I was a jury expertise in Berlin, in Tokyo, in Paris. I was giving the notes that you're gonna become a dancer or not. So the world was beautiful. The, the bodies I work was gods and goddess, perfect. And then one day I was getting really not in good shape. Burnout was like alarming. I was having nightmares. I have a, a panic, anxiety. And like something wrong. There is something wrong with me. I am so successful. And we know the cliche. So many artists, so successful, right? And I think I was very blessed. I was very blessed to receive guidance. And, and the guidance and the voice is your your thing and on stage now is over. I did 35 pieces, 35 big productions. And the last one was for the Royal Family. I met in, wow. in, in uh, Netherlands. I met the whole wow. queen and princess and I did the piece for 40 dancers. And then I said, that now I go, I'm gonna go home. I click my heel twice. I wanna go home, I wanna <laughs> go home. <laughs> <laughs> Tick, tick, the dance was like, I need, I need to go home. I was losing myself. Mm -hmm. And then I received a message, your, your mission is this, this taking this thing and unite. 
-hmm. with body, mind, embodiment, activations, because since I am a child, I, I was gifted by very, being very sensitive. Mm -hmm. And the message was go get some, some masters because you have to disrupt a bit the, the idea or the image of a perfect body. Mm -hmm. In order to heal people, you need to be with everyone. So I did. That was my mission. I work with all ages. I work with autism. I work, I work with Alzheimer. I danced the last dance of people. They were dying and I danced with really? them. Really, wow. really, 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 really. Wow, that's very powerful. Yes, because I want to become, I want to land. I want to become real. I want to understand how trauma uh, operates in our system and how the how catharsis is a cleansing is like to clean and we need so i needed so many layers for yes. me to come to one person i need a lot and then i start my therapist said now you write your method and i said no i want to i want to retire i had a big career i cannot have a third career he said but you will you are here to serve Mm -hmm. And I, I, I resist a lot to that, but I did write, I did write movement for life and mm -hmm. was many, many exercise that I was download. I create a first trilogy, father, mother, and in a child. It's like a theater piece. If, theater piece. if you imagine like Peter Brook, I create that. Mm -hmm. I yeah. create that. The facilitator is on stage with the, the person who is being constellate. And there is the public, and there is the mirrors, and there is the angels. And I, I guide the person to arrive in your father or mother or in a child, and the person see the theater in front of you. And it's powerful. It's with music. It's with movements. And then after the person sit and watch your life. And no one, no one finished this without a big transformation, releasing mother, father in a child. So the trilogy is part of my program wow and then and the whole layers whole layers you know Marielle and melissa uh that healing doesn't i i respect trauma a lot because mm -hmm. there is so many layers to peel off to yes. to get to know yourself so i get clients for example they don't know they are unconscious i cannot tell them be responsible what's happened right. to you they don't even know yeah yeah, right. yeah. i know right I you know. know that? Yo, yes. Yeah. Very, and they say well. to me, what? I had one client. She was a single mother and she came to me in the cloud. She didn't know that when I said to her, you are creating. So what I did with her was a nine months process to come gentle and closer and open her that she starts to understand and to heal completely. So this is a kind of 40 years work. I, wow. I, I created this method because I felt, I felt that there is so much for us. Healing is coming home, is becoming whole, less fragmented. So I create, I, I pray, I teach them how to download prayings. Mm -hmm. I teach them how to heal. They, they become healers, facilitators. There are so many activations to, to bring into the body. So a person yes. who has problem with money, the legs are very weak. I mean, it's fascinating. I'd, I'd like to, you know, the, on the show, we talk about mental wellness and mental health and how, and Meryl always says it's in everything. Mental health is in everything you do. And 
I was telling, um, I, I have a son who's at University of Colorado Boulder, and he and I were talking this morning, what are you going to do today, mom? I told him you were coming on, and he said, oh, let me send you an article. So he sent me this article that his school, University of Colorado Boulder, put out called Mental Health is Moving Your Body. Yeah. So and talk the benefits of movement, and I know this is like singing your your language here, speaking your language. So let me if I can read it for our audience, just a quick little snippet here. Oftentimes, when we think of movement, we automatically associate it with a sweat-inducing workout at the gym. However, movement can take a number of forms, and there's no one-size-fits-all approach, which is Meryl's and my whole mantra to life. In fact, all types of movement are beneficial for our bodies and minds. Here's a few benefits for moving your body. I know I'm speaking your language here. Releases endorphins and helps relieve stress. Allows us to take a break from everyday challenges and responsibilities. Helps emotions move through our bodies, which is what you were just saying. Provides an outlet for self-expression. If our audience is listening to this, they need to go to YouTube and watch you because the whole time you're talking, you're moving like a ballerina. Strengthens the connection <laughs> with our body. So the most, I, I think what's so beautiful and profound about this, that these, that's being taught in the schools and the, and obviously the, those lessons go out into the world with uh, the students carrying it forth and then the college does their research, is we know that one of the keys to longevity is keeping the body in motion. And people have this fear Oh, no, I've got to join the gym. I've got to do the rowing machine or the Peloton or I've got to and movement right. in, in any shape and form is is so vital, as you've been saying. And one of the things I know, two things that I want to address that you talked about when I was pregnant and I was fortunate enough to carry the babies in my body when I was pregnant, nothing made me happier than being able to walk and move and even sway swaying the body it felt so good on my hips on my lower spine moving the body seemed to help me i had girlfriend girlfriends who were pregnant i'm not going to call them out on air so don't worry girls who would sit with their feet oh you don't understand melissa my feet are swollen my ankles are swollen so they put their feet up on the couch and not necessarily eat bonbons or ice cream but they would sit because they just felt so tired and i kept saying i think you need to keep moving i knew it worked for me the second Mm. thing i want to book in that with is in the and all the most recent studies and it's been around for a while but that's coming to public light in the u.s one of the tricks to longevity people who are living to their their hundreds and beyond they move every day even if it's as simple as gardening they're moving they're bending and they're pulling the weeds and then they're moving their bodies around so to that end i would love if you would share with our audience what you have put in place so that people can join something for you for a year and longer. What you can you share that because it's very exciting. Yes, 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 pleasure. Yes, I create a whole program which teaches you how to open up your body. So I created the vocabulary, the movement vocabulary, because alone in your house, you don't reach the tiny space that I go when I move. Literally, I work with all the chakras and you go into another dimension and you're going to heal your organs. You're going to heal trauma, tension. Everything that is blocked needs to be discharged. In my program, I I created the formula, which is I am aware. I'm aware that something's not working. I'm aware that my stomach is tight. I am aware I express. It might be an emotional. I'm not digesting this boss. I express, expressing, moving, speaking, writing, I release. By releasing, I shift. Mm. Yes. Wow. Or 
points. And most 99% don't know the first one. Yeah. They don't they don't know they are foreigner in their own body mm. they don't communicate there is no relationship and yeah. what i do is creating intimacy and relationship of course with the vocabulary i teach for example the first one is grounding mm -hmm. let's ground i'm going to teach you there is a specific music for grounding and i'm going to tell you the benefits of grounding create roots your legs become a ground centered person which means i am powerful yes i know my energy right i yes. i command i create no one control me <laughs> so this is the first this is the first <laughs> the first one and then you have the the second one which is i flow i flow is the feminine wow. energy mm -hmm. is water yes. It's hard for me to speak and not moving yeah. uh, because I do that the whole day for 40 years. So the flow is the water, is the listening, is the feminine energy. And many, many, many of us so much not in balance yeah. with the feminine, right? And then we come to the masculine energy. Yes, I do. I accomplish. It's the movement change. The movement change. The energy change. It's the yeah. masculine energy. It's the one if you are depressed, if you're too much in the feminine, it's too much water. Yeah. You don't, yeah. don't want to make a phone call. You don't want to do go out. So you need this fire. You need the masculine. Yeah. And that is the that is yeah. the hormones also. Yes. You're gonna you're gonna yes. balance your hormones by movement only movement yeah. with a great guidance. And then we go to the heart chakra center open up and, and this method, which is conscious dance, it's like a meditation, it's like going different dimensions. You start to listen into places that you never, ever thought about. You start wow. to have a deep tuning into your body. It's mm -hmm. pure relationship. And then we have the voice I'm speaking. That is my power. There is mother, the relation with the mother and go. So at the whole map is uh, what I see now actually when i see my students they are dancing like me and i think how this can be possible i have people from computer scientists people who are sitting yeah. it's it's and they are now moving like birds like free expanding because the vocabulary of your body reflects your mind yeah yeah the most That's amazing Yes. That's amazing. I have a question for you. Do you also is breath involved in the? Yes. Obviously, the chakras. You know how you normally is like you do it through breath and you know visualization. But I love that you then take it into movement because I, I you know human beings are really like Melissa was saying we're meant to move and yeah. you know it I mean just watching you is so it's so beautiful it's like it makes you want to dance it was like when I was a little kid and I would watch the ballet or something I'd dance for like two days very poorly but you know I thought I was I mean yeah. your shirt's even reminiscent of Swan Lake I'm in <laughs> yeah <laughs> anyway I, I was just wondering if if breath was an important yep. factor breath happens natural and organic by moving, by, I always say exhale, exhale full. That means release and stop controlling. 
Yes. So the psychological way of not breathing is I'm holding, holding what? My pleasure, holding what? My happiness, holding what? Joy, holding in fear. So the breath is deeply connected to yes. healing of the body. And I do meditation. I also do guidance meditation, which you yes. go out of the body and you reach up to your light and there where you find um, your fountain where you yes. came from the source energy so mm -hmm. the whole the whole program is very mystic it's very spiritual yes it's very, it's very, it's very poetic it's it very is. poetic because i'm a choreographer of souls my retreats is like piece of art we have well, different and also colors. what you're, you're you're enabling people to become artists of themselves yes. and yes. and so often people don't feel creative or they don't feel you know, mental health is all of, uh, about not feeling understood or heard, but it's also yeah. this locked up, closed energy, like all oh, like this. And I, I don't want to, you know, it's yeah. like I'm in a box, but if you can open that up, it's just, it's profound. It's exactly. like what you are doing is extraordinary, first of all. And I'm, I think I want to do something i think if there is an online course i think i have to there is or i have to okay good there is good please there is online because I've, i have clients all over and what you said wow. is so powerful depression suppression yes lack of expression depression yes. lack of expression the end yeah. of my course uh, they have to prepare an archetype performance and then i see people on stage moving <laughs> with costume and being loved, being completely into their power. And the, the certification is a performance. Nice. Healing, healing arts performance. And, and yeah, that's like, so I feel like, a, I feel like this is like a surgery soul because the, it's from inside to outside. Yeah. If, if you look at the website and the page, how they are, they, they become like light creators. It's like, it's insane. I love so much to see that because they come to me. They are not in that shape. Sure. They have I no self-love, yes. no self-esteem. The body is full of illness. And it's, it is a... Yeah, because uh, illness does lodge itself in parts of the uh, parts of the body. And like you said, you know, you, if your legs are weak, weak, if your hips... Have no ground. You know, yeah, right. And 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 your hips kind of have a relationship to your family story. And then yes. and then you're you know, right, all these things, the heart chakra, the throat, you, having your voice and, and and who stopped you from having that voice. And really it's it's like you're giving them permission to to have what they already have. Because yeah. what Melissa and I all love to talk about is that you're actually already perfect and and really you just need to be given permission to say okay i am <laughs> okay yeah. i can okay my expression is that and gosh what you're doing is just so inspiring oh my gosh why well, you didn't know, have uh, you on sooner that was my fault <laughs> i i one of the things that i want to i think is worth pointing out is that if there are people who don't identify some intense trauma in their lives we've all everyone's had some trauma somewhere but yes. if someone's saying, well, I don't really identify anything major, just take take that possibility to the side. And just what we need to understand with our bodies is the in, incredible metamorphosis that we go through from right. childhood 
to walking to toddler stage from toddler to running and, and, and riding bikes as a little bit older child then going through puberty is so incredibly hard on the body and then whether you, then going as your body's aging male or female you go through a menopause right male and female mm -hmm. so then your body's gone through this menopause and then your muscles start to change your bones start to change even if you were the most astute eater and, and nutritionally sound eater your mm. body is still making changes if you do not recognize or identify trauma your movement classes alone are so important for us to get in touch with this machine to use your words this machine yep. that we've landed in and how to orchestrate and drive it if, if i gave you a bike and then a couple months later said all right now you're going to drive a, a, a stick stick car steer, gear shift car that you're going to have to drive and figure this out on your own that change in understanding how to manipulate that machine is so huge that we don't i understand why people are getting lost they're not forget yeah. not hearing their emotions which is big enough they're not hearing they're not right. remembering they don't understand the arm and the legs and they oh, and that's why little teenagers stub their toes and bump into things because they don't realize they're as long as they are it's it's fascinating and it's so important to tune into the body it reverberates in everything you do your choices you make right everything i love what you said because my program is not only not only for trauma actually if the person has a very deep trauma i take the person alone one year yeah ah. then i move i move so they to feel the safe. group yeah because the group yes. is very high frequency the group yes. now is leaders it's people who are creating right so they I need the time with me alone but we suffer from disconnection yeah oh yes, yes. And right. what disconnection causing in your, in your psychic, in your body, it's, it's unbelievable. So most of my clients, anyway, they are genius. They are scientists, IT, Google. They are disconnected. They come to me like, please, I want yes. to feel alive again. I want to feel the heartbeat. I want to feel <laughs> how this, <laughs> how, how expansion yes. looks like. How expansion is like, because we are in contraction, we are yeah. in numb, numb, let's say numb. And most of people don't have even the, the emotional education vocabulary. They don't even know what they are feeling. It's right. Like, so, right. Yeah. Mm. Does, do, you, do you feel that, I mean, I'm sure this happens. I'm probably answering my own question as I ask it, but when people go go open up and do movement that is you know opening their heart or their leg getting their legs moving or whatever it is do you find that there's emotional release in, in doing that oh, yeah all the time i, I they, can imagine they yeah. cry they have catharsis i have once an italian man and I, I i ask one exercise after today's moving i ask write a list of people that you think loves you oh wow birds in tears he said my brother 30 years without speak he had a catharsis we have to remove him out that he luckily was in a beautiful field my assistant took him he was a screaming catharsis and liberate wow one question but yeah. the, the whole thing was to open up right yeah open up. but also don't you have to oh you you kind of have to make that movement you have to start that movement that literal literal physical movement in order for those for that yeah. question to trigger that two release. days wow amazing i love layers. this 
this makes media. so much sense to me. I mean, I'm a big believer that movement is, and there's nothing better than thinking that, well, not only thinking it, but feeling it, that you give permission for that person to feel feel that, I don't know, that artistic expression that, that they artistic, have never yeah. felt before. Amazing. And our, our vital force, higher force. Yes. Because then you get in contact with really high levels energies. I was thought but when I was very traumatized, I was always sick and I was always tired. Yes. Until I unblocked, I was like, what? I, I was <laughs> like, it was only trauma. It was only so much energy. <laughs> I have so much energy, you know? So right. it's like open up the, 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 the channels for people don't know that life can be so amazing, you know? Oh yes. yeah, beautiful. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh wow, this is this is super exciting. What you're doing is very, very important. And, and what very... I love, what I love, like when I see the pictures, uh, look, look, when we see the pictures, like they are in ecstasy. Looks like it was a psychedelic retreat and was not. Yeah, we gave nothing. No. Well, that's you know, Bobby would love. Bobby is my significant other. For lack of a better term, I call him my husband, but um, <laughs> he, uh, he, he believes that you can have, you know, out of body experiences, you know, supreme high, high frequency experiences through movement, through going, you know, he's a rock climber. He gets on a rock, you know, and it is like dance when you see him like, you know, free climbing a wall, it's frightening and it's all this stuff, but that energy, because so many people are like, well, you've got to try and and nothing against having a, you know, psilocybin. No, nothing. Whatever. But we are capable, you know, I've, I, mm. I love to, I, I, I truly believe this, that I think that we are capable of so much more, our brains and our bodies really can connect to anything it's just that we don't, we haven't been trained or there's no belief system that enables us to think I can do anything. And yeah. that's what I love. You're giving people the opportunity to say, I can do anything. I can express myself. I can be graceful and creative and, you know, whatever. Yes, Beautiful. exactly. I Me too. I'm open to everything. But what funny is they say we were, we were in another dimension. What's happened? They start to experience also very metaphysical things. In the, because we are five years together. So the whole tribe is like, Whoa, you know, and the <laughs> other aspect, the other aspect of, of body is clarity. Yes. You become clear. Mm. You read your body. You scanner your body. You read yes. it, you know who you are, you know yeah. your yes, you know your no, you know yeah. your space, energetically space, you know, uh, you know that you have the power and there is the point, we go back, then you can be responsible because yes. then you already forgive yes. your parents, yes. you already release, yep. you went above the trauma, you expand and now you are solo. Yeah, yeah. In That's the beautiful. solo, you are miracle yeah in the solo yeah because we don't have role models like this you know what i mean yep yeah that's what my journey it it, it kind of reminds me it i don't know if you are you aware of the hoffman method yeah process right this this to me 
is like the physical version, the physical manifestation of going through the Hoffman yes. process, right? So you do it all in the in the physical, although they do have some movement, but uh, this is like having that expression. And it and it and the the one you know what Melissa and I did like an online version, which probably is fair to the whole experience, but doing even the little bit of physical stuff that they did for me that was the most profound because that's when you know anyway that you you are amazing you have to come back because we we just simply love you and i love gosh, you too it, yeah thank you so much thank you so much and your <clears throat> site your site for everyone that is listening is called movement for life Dot yes right? .ch. yeah i mean yeah. instagram and instagram instagram instagram, instagram online. i saw right? some of our movements on instagram you guys need to online. get online and if you want to become a healer i i hold your hands and i teach you as well oh my gosh this is exciting i'll be calling you i'll be calling you later i give myself <laughs> permission Gisella, thank you so much Thank, thank you, you Mariel. Thank you, Melissa. I love you thank guys. You, you are so beautiful energy. <laughs> so welcome back to Outcomes the Sun podcast and radio. I'm Melissa Yamaguchi with Mariel Hemingway. And thank you to the maestro of movement. I learned a lot. I hope you guys did too. I've been jumping around in my seat the whole time. The whole time. I'm going to share with you some tips. I get a lot of my clients calling me who are the mothers of young children and going back into school. And I've done tips before on out, our Outcomes the Sun show on school feng shui, but this is in particular for little children. I think you'll find also that some of these tips work for all of us, but it's really important uh, when you're leaving the season of summer and you're trying to navigate into school for little children, because it's very hard to feng shui children. We, children and animals, you, you can't, you really can't feng shui Rover and make him sleep in, uh, you, I guess you can put his bed in a certain area of the house, but a little difficult. So, but these are some feng shui tip, tips and tricks of the trade to get the environment and your home ready so that your smaller children, school-age children going back can navigate that more readily and more easily. And also it'll help you, the parents. So one thing to do is to establish a day before routine. The day before routine is really kind of a wind down and you, they're putting things away. Feng Shui really is a lot about de decluttering the home and keeping all of the stacks of things at bay and stored somewhere and not thrown under the bed or thrown in the closet with the door shut out of sight, out of mind, but really keeping order. Because what we know in Feng Shui is that when you have control and order of your life and really in your home and in your body, then you can navigate this in vast and crazy world much better this beautiful world that's all around you with more ease when you have control over your own life and your own self so really creating a day before routine allows you to get your children you, you can be three and get in the habit of putting their toys back on the shelf or putting things away and showing them that they have control over their environment or put it back and and not creating OCD behavior, but showing them that they have control over their environment. Now the room's clean and they can dance around and move better. So creating a day before routine, picking out their clothes they want to wear the day before, if they have free dress, if they do go to a school where they have uniforms, then helping them put their uniform out and getting it ready and pick whatever accessories they want to wear or they can wear. These are routines that really help your child ease back and putting them in control instead of feeling like 
they're already going to be forced to sit still, sit in a chair far longer than they would want to. Trust me, you're coming from family of teachers and educators. Little kids do not like sitting still, even all the way up to college age. People, adults don't want to sit still all the time, especially after what we learned about movement. But day before routines are huge. Another thing that's really important for your child and for the parent is to set boundaries. Set boundaries for your child. Have them express what their boundaries are. Perhaps express yours first. These are my boundaries. When I'm doing this, you you let me have quiet time when I'm on the phone or when I'm working here. Some people have work, have their offices at home and you've got to really be able to help your children understand boundaries. When children do what you do, they don't do what you say. They will, but they really will do what you do. So when you teach them, I'm setting boundaries, in feng shui, you're giving them permission to understand that. And then here's the really beautiful other side of that. You then ask the child, what are some of your boundaries? What, so if they say, when I'm playing with my Legos, I don't want you to tell me to clean my room. Okay, we can do that. So when I have a boundary, I you, you let me have that for five minutes. I give you a timer. A, a kitchen timer is great. And then when you do that, that'll be your boundary. You're teaching them how to set boundaries for themselves, which is another great transition energy for them. Another thing is to simplify the living space. You know, we, a lot of us, myself included, have too many things. I, I feel like I am on a constant purge. If it's not from my own things, books that I, I accumulate and I have, and having to kind of move them off to another area where other people can enjoy them, it's the mail or it's the, the, the circular that's coming in the mail that I don't even want. It's everything happening around me. You've got to constantly purge. One of the best things you can do for little kids when they're moving back into school is to simplify their living space so there's not too many things around them. The general area where the family hangs out the most, not the kitchen and dining table, although that, that yes, keep that clean for yourself and the kids, but really the, the general living area. So it's really important for them in making the transition. It is any time, but in the summer, you can be a little bit more lax on that, but not during the fall. Another thing is to rearrange your child's room. Now, look at your child's room. If it's if it's already set up this way, then then ignore this step. But if when you look at your child's room, if their bed is in the center of the room and it's a small child, then yay, you yes, you've you've put the possibilities of them falling off of it unless you've got the guardrails on. But in feng shui and in the concept of understanding energy and owning your environment and owning your life, for smaller children, it's really much more beneficial for their beds to be up against a wall so that one side is free. So there's that sense of free of security with the wall and there's a sense of freedom with the other side. You put them up against the corner, it gives them what we call in feng shui, a command of the room. They feel safe, they're guarded, and then they've got the, they can see the door. So that's important. So think about that, that placement of their bed when you're thinking of your child's room. Um, another thing is to try to set them up, a, try to set up a homework area. You know, we like to have an area where we sit down to pay our bills or where we go through our mail or if we work from home, we work. Your child needs the same consideration. Give them their own little space where they got their cup of pencils or crayons or whatever it is they need for their space and create that so they know that they go there and sit down and then they can create their boundaries in that area if they're a child that has homework. Another thing to really really consider is to reduce and limit the use of electronics at night. Now we already know the EMFs that are produced by the electronics, but when your child has a 
not only a phone or a tablet, something near their bed, it, it disrupts their sleep. But if they look at this tablet as they're lying in bed and the EMFs are coming towards their throat area where their thyroids are, you're going to disrupt their circadian rhythm. That those EMFs disrupt their, their circadian rhythm. So we always in feng shui electronics have their place, but not in the bedroom. And we limit the use for little children, especially as the sun starts to go down. There's the boundary for their health. And you can say your body has a boundary too. And we're going to honor your body's boundary. That's a good way to transition in or to share that. Um, another thing to do is to really clear underneath the child's bed. All of us should have a clearer under the bed. I do have a lot of my clients that say, you're crazy. I don't have enough storage. I have these incredible boxes that I got at the container store and I keep, I store things under the bed. Okay, not ideal. However, if you're telling me that that's organized and it's clean in a fashion that you've got things folded nicely or organized in a fashion, I, I will uh, let you have a slide on that. Ideally, it's clear underneath there, but if you have limited storage space, yes, but if you've got to store it, make sure it's clean. If it's cluttered and junk underneath there, it does disrupt. It's an energetic clog that disrupts energy for, and is not good for sleep. And establish the evening routine. If you establish an evening routine as well as a morning routine for your child, again, my opening line, if you buy starting the day before routines, now we got a morning and a night routine, you're teaching your child to be in control of their lives, them. And you can ask them, what are the things that you like to do in the morning? And write, get a three by five card and write it down for them or take a dry, a dry marker and put it on their mirror. So what you, you're telling me, you in the morning, you like to, oh yeah, brush your teeth, right? Okay, yeah. So you help them make their morning routine. They know, I get up, I make my bed. If they're old enough to make their bed, even, when my kids were three and four, they would make their bed. It wasn't the best looking make, but it didn't matter because it was their make. And I just let them be in control of their lives. But you give them, establish their morning routine and their evening routine. The day before routine is part of that evening routine, laying out their clothes. These transitions, which can be used in any modality in any family, whether you believe in or, or practice feng shui or not, are really crucial to helping your child, you also, really transition from one thing to the next, but especially for our little ones who lean so heavily on us for guidance. So thank you for sticking around for that. Don't go anywhere. Coming up is Meryl Hemingway with tips on health and balance. That was an amazing amount of tip that I kept thinking, oh, did I do that when they were kids? Anyway, moving right along, I'm Meryl Hemingway and I'm here with a tip on balance. And because we had such an extraordinary time with Gisela. I really feel like I really feel like I want to expand on movement. You know, I really want to expand on the importance of movement, not from a esoteric kind of spiritual perspective, which I absolutely love that she really kind of focuses on and you know chakras opening up. But really, I want to just make it kind of very doable for everyone who's listening. You know, I want to tell you why movement is is so important for our brain, for our health, for our balance, literally, because it releases endorphins and it helps relieve stress. I mean, Gisela was talking about that, but it really does this expending of energy helps you to relieve stress and endorphins are those feel good chemicals that happen in our body that make you feel better. So if you're having a rough day, you know, coming into the fall and we're coming into fall now and the seasons are changing and things we shift during these times. And I know that even 
even though it's very early on in the fall, I feel there's a little bit less light. I feel it's colder here up, up here in Idaho, even though I'm going to go back to, down to California, but there's there's a change, right? And I can feel that shift. I mean, even the smells outside are different. My my nose kind of picks up that things are about to change, right? So this movement helps you to, to just adjust to the season, right? Adjust your body, adjust your brain by doing, moving your body, you are helping your brain to acclimate to the season. And, you know, seasonal affective disorder is really about not being able to handle the lack of light, but it's also about the change in temperature. It's just a different time. You should be eating differently. Now, now we begin to eat more root vegetables, things that are more solid, more grounded, you know, soups and things that are warmer as we move into fall. I know it's early. It still feels like summer, but that transition should happen. And, and, and that transition and, and also one of the great things to remember about movement, just because weather gets colder or whatever, it doesn't mean that you need to stop moving. In fact, it's a time to, you know, bundle up, get excited about your wardrobe for the outdoors, you know, like put, find a beautiful scarf that kind of makes you happy and go outside, even if it's just for 20 minutes, because that shift, that ability to connect in nature and movement it's so powerful. It, you know, and movement, it also allows us a break from everyday challenges and responsibilities. It helps emotions move through our body. So when you feel a challenge, you, you know, sometimes I'll get a call from one of my daughters and there's been like a miscommunication, you know, it all, ha it happens to with all of us and you get off the phone and you feel kind of stuck, like, oh, that didn't go the way that I wanted it to. I can't get her back on the phone or whatever it is. Movement will shift the way you feel about something. It really is extraordinary. Just walking around the block, if you live in the city, it will shift the way, when you get stuck, it shifts everything. Krishnamurti, uh, who is a wonderful spiritual teacher from the 1950s, I want to say, uh, used to talk about maybe 60s, uh, used to talk about how, you know, just go around your block and breathe and it, it will change everything. Um, and like Gisela had so poignantly expressed today is that physical movement is an outlet for self-expression it just is it's just an ability to go and 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 it also what i was trying to say in the interview which i'm not sure i was that clear but it's it's like giving yourself permission to be this creative person that you've dreamed of in your head but you actually are so even if it's just going for a walk you don't have to dance down the down the block but to feel like feel fluid in your movement feel like not that it's not a chore now some of you may be suffering from all kinds of things there might be arthritis or or you know you might be overweight and you feel heaviness but still make that effort because when you push past a little bit of discomfort all of a sudden something happens and you just feel a lot better I'm I'm just a big believer that movement has the ability to heal us in in so many ways and also make you understand 
um, that this mental physical connection is really how we heal, right? Once you understand this mental physical kind of how it all works together, it's in harmony, then, then you get to make the decision on how you go about healing. If you have trauma in the brain or trauma in the body or, or any kind of physical illness, once you make that connection, then you get to, then what happens is your mind and body in relationship to itself, because it's now having a relationship that's symbiotic will give you the hints and what you need in order to heal yourself. Now, that doesn't mean you don't need help. You could maybe need a physical therapist. You may need to go to the doctor and figure out what this is, but you will feel very clear. And I think Gisela kind of expressed this when she said you get to yourself, right? You get to you. And once you get to you, you get to go, ah, then you've taken responsibility and then you start to listen to the messages that you get mm -hmm. because we get messages all day long and we have become kind of immune or numb to those messages. But our brain and our body is constantly telling us things that are going on and actually telling us how, how to adjust it. We just haven't learned how to pay attention to those so that's what in in my opinion that's what movement does it enables you to have this relationship with your body that opens up your brain to make have a better understanding of you right so that's my tip that's my tip on balance today <laughs> i like it yeah oh <laughs> it's very good what a great show that was fun good show good yeah, stuff. good show well, gosh, I'm so excited. Everybody who's listening, if you're listening on YouTube or Spotify or Apple, or you're listening on Dash, which is always great because we're just happy to be here. Anyway, thank you everyone for listening this week. We love you. Keep tuning in to the Expansion Channel. We are here. We are loving our lives and we are expanding and we will reveal to you how we're expanding and who we're having join our little station our little channel so this mara can i step in there real quick yes, so this, when you go to find uh outcomes of sun on dash radio before we were on a channel called mindstream we are now on a channel called expansion so please look for us on dash radio under the expansion channel yes please do Ha, ha, ha.